Well, we hope uh, you're safely uh, snug in front of the fireplace on this rather dismal uh, Monday evening. But then this is the kind of weather we get in November, uh, which is, of course, rapidly drawing to a close. And, of course, you know what's next. However, there's music in the air this evening, and another edition of The Jazz Show is about to take place. My name's Gavin Walker. And, of course, you're listening on radio station CITR, FM 101.9, or for live streaming, www.citr.ca. And, as usual, our jazz feature is what uh, is going to kick off the show this evening. And it's our final tribute to uh, underrated and unheralded trumpet players who happen to be major voices on the instrument. This final feature is a trumpet player that was born in Kansas City, Kansas, July 19th, 1936, and died, he was only 60 years old when he passed away in his hometown, November 7th, 1996. He returned home after a long stay in Europe, which uh, commenced in 1966 to 1980, and then he uh, returned home and uh, did one album from home and finished off his career by playing locally around Kansas City and teaching as well, and then passing away in 1996, as I mentioned. Carmel Jones is the trumpet player we're talking about. Carmel Jones began playing the trumpet at age seven, and by his teens, he was good enough to begin working with local luminaries. Saxophonists Nathan Davis and the great Eddie Cleanhead Vincent, singer, alto saxophonist. Uh, He worked with uh, both of these people, got a lot of experience uh, in life and music, and in 1960, he decided to move to the more fertile musical climate of Los Angeles and established himself very quickly as a major voice on the trumpet. And, of course, uh, Carmel is blessed with a beautiful full sound, technique to burn, and his major uh, inspiration was the great, late, ill-fated trumpeter Clifford Brown. Carmel made two fine albums under his own name for Pacific Jazz and then recorded many as a sideman with tenor saxophone master Harold Land and and many, many others. He also worked in a big band with uh, Gerald Wilson, who led this uh, one of the best big bands uh, based on the West Coast. And, of course, he recorded with Gerald Wilson as well. A very wonderful set of Carmel Jones dates came out on Mosaic 
uh, records in their limited edition set. Now, it's out of print now, but you can still find it on Amazon or eBay, probably at an inflated price. But it's really, really good and very comprehensive, and it really covers all of his important work uh, while he was a resident of L.A. He packed his bags in 1964 and headed for New York City, the Big Apple, just in time to audition for pianist Horace Silver's revamped quintet. And, of course, Carmel won that audition. Uh, Horace was rebuilding after uh, his group after uh, Blue Mitchell, trumpeter Blue Mitchell and tenor saxophonist Junior Cook uh, were departing. And Carmel took Blue Mitchell's place and appeared on Horace Silver's best-selling album, a true classic, the album Song for My Father. During this time, he also recorded with uh, my friend alto saxophonist Charles McPherson on his recording debut uh, for Prestige Records and also um, the great tenor saxophone Blast Furnace, Booker Irvin, on his great date for Prestige as well, called The Blues Book. But Carmel wasn't happy in New York. The atmosphere, the politics, the general vibe really didn't appeal to him, and he was uncomfortable. And during his time with Horace Silver, he was given an opportunity to record his own record date for Prestige, and that's going to be tonight's jazz feature. It was to be his last domestic date before heading to Europe, um, as I mentioned before, and he was there from 1966 to 1980, and of course he recorded prolifically over there, but that's for another time. The significance of this album being an important document for Carmel Jones is the title. Uh, The title is called Jayhawk Talk, and of course that is really the uh, name for anybody who's from Kansas. They're Jayhawks. And so, hence the uh, the title of the album, and of course the title of one of his compositions here. This album um, is amazingly overlooked. Carmel, of course, is in spectacular form, very confident, and uh, it just uh, displays all the qualities of that a, a trumpet player should on this album. His co-stars are no slouches either. This is some of the very best Jimmy Heath on records. And Jimmy Heath is his frontline partner on tenor saxophone. Now, Jimmy Heath was a contemporary of John Coltrane's and Benny Golson, originally from Philadelphia. Jimmy, of course, is still alive. And he appeared here at the Jazz Festival just a couple of years ago. Uh, He's getting on in years, but he still sounds great. But on this particular album, he is on fire. And uh, he seems to be very inspired in this company. Also, pianist Barry Harris, who is still alive, not in terribly good health these days, but Barry um, is really one of the masters of modern jazz piano. And he's kind of fighting a tinny piano on this date. And um, I think it's bringing out some real intensity in his playing. And uh, Barry Harris uh, um, really plays... um, aggressively and creatively on this album. And, of course, a wonderful rhythm section, one of the best bass players ever, who sadly died of a a brain um, cerebral hemorrhage. 
1965, um, he did record quite prolifically, but one of the most reliable and uh, hip bass players, George Tucker, plays bass on here, and uh, Roger Humphreys is on drums. Now, he was the regular drummer at that time with Horace Silver's band, so he and Carmel got along very well, and so Carmel invited him to make this recording. It was all done May 8, 1965, and the album is called Jayhawk Talk. So that is our jazz feature this evening in a nutshell. Once again, the personnel, Carmel Jones on trumpet with Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone, Barry Harris on piano, George Tucker on bass, and Roger Humphreys on drums. Six tunes on this album. We open with the standard tune written by Adolph Green and Betty Comden, great songwriting team, and the, t- and the, the tune is Just In Time. Second composition, tune number two, uh, is a Carmel Jones original called Dance of the Night Child. Then Jimmy Heath uh, lays out for tune number three. It's a ballad feature for Carmel and the rhythm section, and of course it's the great uh, blues-flavored standard tune called Willow Weep for Me. And after that is another great standard by Cole Porter, an up-tempo version of what is this thing called love. Tune number five is the title track by Carmel Jones, and it's called Jayhawk Talk. And tune number six is based on a standard tune, and it's written by Carmel, and it has kind of a Latin um, bass, but it's a, a very interesting tune. It's called, <laughs> uh, with a, a strange title, it's called Beep Derple. That's the tune number six. Incidentally, um, we're going to hear this album. Uh, the tunes are recorded uh, uh, in the sequence that the musicians played them in the studio. So um, very often that's different from the way they're programmed on a CD or a, an LP. Just thought I'd let you know. So that's it. Our jazz feature this evening, the great trumpet stylings of the Unfortunately, underrated and rather unheralded master of the trumpet, Carmel Jones. So here we go. Hope you enjoy the set. Thank you. 
And that's our jazz feature this evening, a wonderful album that came out on Prestige Records called Jayhawk Talk. And, of course, the principal leader on here is the great underrated trumpeter Carmel Jones, originally from 
Lawrence, Kansas, or Kansas City. Uh, Lawrence, I, I think, is a suburb. And uh, Carmel, of course, traveled the world, uh, first to Los Angeles, then to New York, then to Europe for many, many years, and then returned to his hometown to uh, teach and uh, play locally and uh, passed away at uh, age 60. Carmel was definitely a major voice on the trumpet and, of course, was uh, his major influence, as you could hear, um, those of you that uh, are aware of jazz history and, and, and the lineage of the trumpet, you can hear his inspiration was the great late Clifford Brown. Carmel was in inspired form on this album, and along with the smokin' tenor saxophone of Jimmy Heath, who uh, is particularly uh, aggressive on this uh, album, in a positive way, of course, and on piano, Barry Harris. Uh, both of these gentlemen um, really add to the energy of this whole date. And, of course, on bass, the late and wonderful George Tucker, and on drums, Roger Humphreys, who, Carmel, who um, was working at the time with Horace Silver's quintet, and Roger was the drummer uh, in Horace's group, and they took a liking to one another, and he invited them to uh, do this record. So, as I mentioned, it was issued on Prestige. And, of course, the tunes, um, we heard them in the order that the musicians played them in the studio. We opened with um, a standard tune written by Betty Comden and Adolph Green called Just In Time. And then we moved to a Carmel Jones original called Dance of the Night Child. And from there, we moved to a ballad. And uh, Carmel, with the rhythm section, performed Willow Weep for Me, written by Anne Ronell. And then we moved to an up-tempo version of Cole Porter's great standard tune, which has had so many different variations. And this one was good. Um, a straight, literal translation of the melody and just some great solos on this. What is this thing called love? Then we moved to Carmel Jones' title track, Jayhawk Talk, and the final tune was another Jones original uh, in a more boppish vein called Beep Derple. So that's the content of uh, this marvelous album and, of course, uh, this um, underrated and unheralded uh, trumpeter who definitely deserves wider recognition. So he concludes our jazz features for this month. We, we have done um, four trumpet players who are great jazz masters but are not as well known as they should be. And uh, maybe Carmel Jones' music will um, encourage you to um, explore his sounds and, uh, and, and check them out. Carmel Jones. All right, our jazz feature. Certainly hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with uh, some very interesting music by Rassan Roland Kirk and an orchestra conducted by Benny Golson. This is exceptionally wonderful music, but we have a couple of announcements to uh, precede this, as well as telling you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 
or live streaming, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we shall return right after this. This holiday season, you're invited to the first annual presentation of The Minties, Mint Records Award Show and Mandatory Holiday Function. On Saturday, December 1st, dust off your cummerbund and diamonds and point your limo in the direction of the opulent ballroom of the Astoria Hotel at 769 East Hastings. The night will be a non-stop display of glitz and glamour, hosted by the legendary Ben Lai. You'll be rubbing elbows and watching sets from the biggest stars of Team Mint, including Dumb, Woolworm, Faith Healer, Lie, Needles and Pins, Energy Slime, Calarissa, and special guests, Neki. Tickets are on sale now at Red Cat Records and Neptune Records. Ta-ta! British Columbia is in the middle of an electoral referendum. Throughout November, eligible voters will be asked to choose between the current system of first-past-the-post or one based on proportional representation. But what is first-past-the-post? In this system, voters choose one candidate in their riding. The candidate who receives the highest number of votes wins the riding, and the party who wins the greatest number of ridings forms the government. To learn more about first-past-the-post and the proportional representation systems, go to uvotebc.ca. If you haven't received your ballot, go to elections.bc.ca to find out how. Well, we do have some uh, blustery weather, of course. Tonight is uh, rather dismal. So was today. And uh, it's going to continue throughout the night. Uh, rain at times, very heavy. And you have to watch out for pooling water and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, it's windy as well. And uh, the temperature, there's not going to be very much variation in temperature uh, for the next few days. It's going to be around 10 or 11 degrees um, and tonight the low is 11. Tomorrow, more of the same, but uh, kind of easing off a little bit uh, with the wind and stuff. But it's going to be showery tomorrow, um, again with temperatures just hovering around 10 or 11. Wednesday is basically uh, the same thing. Showers um, off and on and steady rain at times, etc., etc. So this is November weather or late November weather. Uh, Thursday, a little bit of a respite, uh, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower and uh, temperature around the same. And then Friday, back to rain uh, with slightly cooler in the, in the evening, down to about 4 and highs up to about 7 or 8 for the next couple of days. So Friday's rain, Saturday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, and Sunday is cloudy with a a lesser chance of a shower, 30%, so maybe easing off a little bit by Sunday. 
So that's the weather picture. None too bright, but, uh, you know, we can only expect that kind of weather here in Vancouver at this time of year. Hey, it wouldn't be normal if it wasn't, right? <laughs> okay. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Our next segment is a marvelous series of tunes uh, put together by the one and only Rasan Roland Kirk. And he's going to be heard on all of his horns, his flute, his uh, stritch, his manzello. Um, the stritch, of course, is an elongated alto saxophone. The manzello is like a soprano saxophone. Uh, and, of course, his tenor saxophone. And sometimes he puts them all in his mouth and plays them all at once. And his uh, sounds are surrounded by some wonderful arrangements uh, by the great Benny Golson, who put together... Uh, a small orchestra to uh, accompany, uh, essentially, um, Roland Kirk in his uh, improvisations and interpretations. And uh, such people as Virgil Jones and Richard Williams are in the trumpet section, Tommy McIntosh and uh, Charlie Greenlee in the trombone section, uh, Don Butterfield on tuba, and there's some other people in the band that uh, unfortunately remain unidentified. And the rhythm section is the great Harold Mayburn on piano, who is still very much with us, and Richard Davis on bass. Uh, he, again, is one of the greatest uh, living bass players. And Albert Tootie Heath on drums. And, of course, um, Benny Golson did all of these arrangements. All of this was recorded in 1964 in New York City for Mercury Records. And we're going to begin with uh, a Charles Mingus composition uh, that uh, uh, Kirk was in Mingus's band uh, in 1961 and early 1962. And, of course, he learned this tune, liked it, and he asked Benny to write an arrangement around this tune. And the tune is by Mingus. It's called e Ecclesiastics. And then a great uh, standard tune written by the songwriting team of Dietz and Schwartz, Howard Dietz and <laughs> Arthur Schwartz. Uh, I believe they were uh, uh, two wonderfully talented Jewish men. Hmm, I wonder what led me to believe that. Anyway, the tune is called By Myself. And um, after that is a Benny Golson and Roland Kirk original, dedicated to Roland. Uh, and it's called Roland Speaks. And then a great tune which came out that was very popular in England after the Second World War. And it's a, a beautiful uh, tune that uh, Roland really makes, uh, makes it all his. And it's, uh, the tune is A Nightingale Sang in Berkeley Square. And the final tune is called, is written by Roland Kirk, and it's called Variations on a Theme of Hindemith. And, of course, that's the great classical composer Paul Hindemith, who uh, Roland uh, was inspired by. So those tunes are all 
that are included in this session, and we're going to hear it right now, beginning with Charles Mingus's Ecclesiastics. Thank you. 
Rossan Roland Kirk, and he was uh, surrounded by the great arrangements and orchestra all put together by Benny Golson. And uh, we heard a whole group of selections. All of this was recorded in New York City in June of 1964. And, of course, we heard Rossan Roland Kirk on all of his instruments, the, uh, the flute, the uh, stritch, um, which is um, an extended uh, alto saxophone, the manzello, which is a soprano saxophone, the tenor saxophone, and, of course, he put them all in his mouth sometimes and played them all at once. And amazing. And, of course, the, um, the wonderful orchestra, uh, brass and reeds and so on. And the rhythm section, Harold Mayburn on piano, Richard Davis on bass, and Tootie Heath, Albert Heath on drums. And uh, we heard a whole group of tunes beginning with uh, Charles Mingus's great tune composition, really, uh, Ecclesiastics. And then we move to uh, a standard tune written by Dietz and Schwartz, great songwriting team, called By Myself. And that featured a trumpet solo by the great Richard Williams on that uh, particular selection. And then we move to one um, by Roland and Benny Golson called Roland Speaks. And then we heard a wonderful rendition of the old Second World War favorite uh, called A Nightingale Sang in Berkeley Square. And the final tune was a Roland Kirk composition uh, called Variations on a Theme of Hindemith. And, of course, uh, he really took off on that on the uh, um, Manzello, the smaller uh, saxophone, the, uh, which is very much like a soprano saxophone. Roland Kirk, a true legend and one of the most amazing musicians of the 20th century. And this peak uh, performance here with the Benny, Goldman, uh, Benny Golson Orchestra. Certainly hope you enjoyed our feature there. Next up is some, this is a classic album by one of the great vocalists of all times who is still very much with us, an amazing lady by the name of Nancy Wilson. And uh, this is an album I think that, I can't think of any vocalist of my acquaintance or friendship that doesn't love this record. And uh, I'm sure many of you have heard it at one time or another. So we're going to hear some selections from this album. Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley. But before we do that, I would just like to suggest those of you that are looking forward to, you know what's going to be happening next month, you may have somebody on your list who is not only interested in Vancouver history, but interested in jazz as well. And I recommend an incredible book. Uh, the book launch was back in October. But this book is called Live at the Cellar, and it's written by Dr. Marion Jago. And this is a book not only which gives you the sort of cultural history of Vancouver in the 50s, uh, it's all about uh, the, the centerpiece here in of course, it includes other clubs that were existing uh, across Canada, with the exception of Montreal and Toronto. Uh, they've been really widely documented, but uh, there were other clubs of this kind. The original cellar, which was um, located on Watson Street 
and Broadway, that little alley, Watson Street between Kingsway and Main. And, of course, that's where the Rise building is now, but the cellar was located there, the original cellar, and it started in 1956 and went on to about 1964. And she covers this uh, very, very important club. Marion Jago wrote the book. It's called Live at the Cellar, and it's available at UBC Press. All you have to do is, is Google UBC Press, and you'll find this particular book, and it would make, uh, I think, a great Christmas present. The, uh, uh, the paperback edition is only $30, and if you want the hardcover uh, and want to go deluxe, that's okay, too. You can pay $90 for that. But um, it makes a very nice gift, and I, I just would like to uh, suggest that uh, for those of you who have uh, somebody in your life that's not only interested in Vancouver history, but uh, interested in jazz music as well. Live at the Cellar by Dr. Marion Jago. Available at UBC Press, so check it out. Nancy Wilson, what a singer. Beautiful. And we're going to hear a bunch of tunes, and she's accompanied by Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat, who has just celebrated a birthday anniversary a couple of days ago on cornet, Joe Zavanol on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums. And we're going to hear a group of selections from this classic album, Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley. The first one is Frank Lesser's great tune entitled Never Will I Marry. And then a tune written by Curtis Lewis and Nat Adderley called The Old Country. And then a Rodgers and Hammerstein tune called Happy Talk, and <laughs> which we could use a little more of today, I think. And um, a great ballad written by Rubel and Magison entitled The Masquerade is Over. So here then are the wonderful vocalings, uh, is the wonderful vo- vocal stylings of the one and only Nancy Wilson.
Hey, you old man sitting by the lonesome road. It's about time you're quitting life's so tiresome load. You're so sad and lonely, got no family. Just an old man from some old country. You ain't sad, no chillin', ain't none by your side. You left all your women, ain't you satisfied? Don't just sit there clingin' to a memory of a love left in some old country. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a dream come true? Talk about a moon floating in the sky, looking like a lily on a lake. Talk about a bird learning how to fly. Making all the music he can make Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk Talk about things you'd like to do You gotta have a dream if you don't have Dream come true. 
star looking like a toy peeking through the branches of a tree talk about a girl talk about a boy counting all the ripples on the sea Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? to shine and the thrill is gone when your lips meet mine I'm afraid the masquerade is over And so is love And so is love Your words don't mean What they used to mean Masquerade is over And so is love And so is love I guess I'll have to play and get myself a clown's disguise and then I learn to laugh like Pagliacci with tears here in my eyes you look you look the same 
you're a lot the same. But my heart says no. No, you're not. You're not the same. I'm afraid. The masquerade is over. All over. And so is love. And so is love. That was one of the great vocal albums, and this was actually one of her very first albums, too, and it became a hit. Nancy Wilson with the Cannonball Adderley Quintet. And, of course, uh, Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Brother Nat on cornet, Joe Zavanel on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Louis Hayes on drums, and, of course, Nancy Wilson. 
doing all the vocals. And we heard a bunch of tunes, uh, opening with Frank Lesser's Never Will I Marry, and then uh, a tune written by Curtis Lewis and Nat Adderley, entitled The Old Country. And then we moved to the Rodgers and Hammerstein tune, uh, Happy Talk, and then uh, the wonderful and very sad ballad by Rubel and Magison called The Masquerade is Over. And we ended with um, an upbeat little thing by Curtis Lewis entitled Little Unhappy Boy. The great and still with us very classy lady, I must admit, Nancy Wilson. All of this was recorded way back in uh, 1961, before uh, the world knew about Nancy Wilson. And, of course, they certainly did after this album came out. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. And, of course, I always mention a couple of uh, wonderful websites. One of them is... VancouverJazz.com, and uh, that is a website worth browsing around. There's all kinds of uh, nice links on that website and information, biographies, all that sort of stuff, and uh, including our jazz features, too. Um, they're on there, too. You can find them uh, if you go to the forum and then uh, go on Jazz on the Air, and you'll see uh, little essays about our jazz features. On, on this show, written by yours truly. And so all of these things are, are, I think, very informative on that website. And the other one, of course, is a very important website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Now, these are the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year. They have up-and-coming concerts, and, of course, they are sponsors of Frankie's, uh, Vancouver's, one of Vancouver's leading jazz clubs. And, uh, of course, they have a schedule uh, all on that website of uh, some of the up-and-coming musicians, uh, not only resident musicians, but musicians from out of town, international stars, et cetera, et cetera, um, on that website. And you can uh, book tables, make reservations, do all that sort of stuff. Uh, It's a very comprehensive uh, site. And, of course, it's... um, coastaljazz.ca So there you go. coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com And of course I always like to mention Pat's Pub. Um, There's wonderful music at Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon. Some of our finest musicians uh, perform at Pat's, which of course is down at the uh, Vancouver downtown east side at the historic uh, in the historic uh, Patricia Hotel and at Pat's um, from 3 to 7 every Saturday afternoon there's no cover and you can go in there and sip on a beer have a burger whatever and uh, hear some of our finest musicians uh, perform every Saturday afternoon at Pat's Pub check it out Here is one of my favorite Hammond organ players. His name, Roosevelt Willett. And he was known when he was alive as Babyface Willett. 
he did a couple of albums for Blue Note Records and, and was a sideman on a lot of, he was self-taught. Uh, he was a pianist who uh, toured all over the country playing in, in gospel um, groups and, and uh, all that sort of stuff. And then he switched over to the Hammond organ. Uh, quite an amazing musician with a very individual sound on, on, on the Hammond. And he performs here with um, a wonderful saxophone, tenor saxophone player by the name of Fred Jackson. And um, both Fred Jackson and the drummer here, Ben Dixon, worked with the great uh, soul singer Lloyd Price. But, of course, they were jazz musicians at heart. And uh, Fred Jackson, I don't know whatever happened to him. He was a very uh, fine uh, saxophone player from Georgia. And he seemed to just uh, made a couple of albums and just kind of disappeared. I have no idea whatever happened, but he sure sounds great on this album, along with Grant Green on guitar and the aforementioned Ben Dixon, who just passed away. He's about 88 years old. Very, very fine drummer. Um, so, Fred Jackson on tenor saxophone, Grant Green guitar, Ben Dixon on drums, and the leader, Babyface Willette. And here is a tune called Swingin' at Sugar Ray's. A lot of people don't remember, uh, this is a long time ago, that in Harlem, Sugar Ray Robinson, one of the greatest of all prize fighters, had a jazz club. He loved jazz, and he had uh, and these musicians often played at Sugar Ray's. And, of course, that's, this first tune is dedicated to that, uh, that club that existed back then in Harlem. Swinging at Sugar Ray's. First tune. And the second tune is another Babyface Willette original called Something Strange. So here then is Mr. Willette. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hammond organist Babyface Willett, along with Grant Green on guitar and Fred Jackson on tenor saxophone and Ben Dixon on drums. We heard two tunes from this uh, classic Blue Note album, Babyface, one of the great Hammond organists, uh, all recorded uh, back in 1961. We heard uh, the first tune was called Swingin' at Sugar Ray's, dedicated to Sugar Ray Robinson's Jazz Club in Harlem. And the second tune, uh, in a minor key, was entitled Something Strange. Both compositions by Babyface Willette. From his album called Face to Face. We're going to turn now to a recording. It is, has, this is not professionally made, so there's a few little glitches in the sound quality, but it isn't bad, and it's never been issued before, and it was recorded at the Newport Jazz Festival in 1959 in July, and it features the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop. As you'll hear Mingus say, say um, the band was supposed to uh, include vibest Teddy Charles, who was one of Mingus's closest friends, and uh, Teddy was arriving uh, at Newport by boat because he owned a, a, a charter boat, and uh, he was involved with that as well as music in those days. And uh, somehow there was a storm out there or some kind of weather problem, and Teddy had to take a different route to uh, Newport, and um, he didn't make the gig. <laughs> he, he was late. So Mingus uh, actually makes reference to that a couple of times. You'll hear, you, you'll hear Charles um, making announcements. Uh, and the band includes the great Richard Williams on trumpet, and... Just joining the band, he uh, was John Handy's replacement. Interestingly enough, John was born in Dallas and um, spent most of his years in the Bay Area in San Francisco before moving to New York and joining Mingus and, and having his own career. Um, anyway, he left uh, Mingus's band and recommended... Leo Wright. And interestingly enough, Leo Wright was born in Dallas, Texas, and spent many years in San Francisco as well. And uh, when Leo was playing with uh, Charles Mingus, Dizzy Gillespie heard him and hired him. And of course, Leo went on to uh, work with Dizzy for uh, several years. One of the great unsung alto saxophonists. So Leo Wright is playing alto saxophone, and Mingus's favorite tenor saxophonist, the great Booker Irvin. And on piano, Roland Hanna, and of course Mingus on bass, and the great Danny Richmond on drums. Now, first of all, we're going to hear an introductory speech by Willis Conover, and Willis Conover was one of the great champions of jazz, and he was the host of uh, um, Voice of America jazz programs, which were beamed all over the world. And um, Willis, it goes on a little bit, but it's, it's very interesting because obviously he has great respect and admiration for Charles Mingus. So his, uh, his intro here is a little bit over the top, but it's worth listening to. And then Charles Mingus um, introduces the first tune of the set, 
and he calls it Shuffle Stop Boogie. It's also known as Boogie Stop Shuffle. So that's that's Mingus. <laughs> he changes titles at, at will. So we'll begin with the spoken introduction by the great late Willis Conover, introducing Charles Mingus. So here we go, back to July 4th, the 4th of July, hey, 1959 in Newport, Rhode Island. The public properly envies the artist, but seldom for the proper reasons. He is custodian of some unique talent, and he may be envied for the honor and for the challenge but not because he is happy about it. The artist cannot be happy jamming himself into forms that others select for him, and if he's his own boss, he can never feel that his work is done. In fact, the artist often envies the others, those who can quit work at 5.30, forget it completely, and go home. This doesn't mean that if he had the opportunity, he would trade places with them. There are rewards. But it does mean that he must have a sympathetic and understanding audience if he's to continue believing in the value of the work that his inner self makes him do. I know of no artist more restlessly searching than Charlie Mingus. I know no one who was a more consummate, more thorough musician. If anyone has complete control of the bass, it must be he. His music is written for the most unorthodox ensembles, up to and including those of symphonic proportions. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Mingus. I have all new musicians in the band tonight, uh, today. Uh, Roland Hanna, piano. Booker Urban, oh, new, he's not new to you? Good. Booker Urban, tenor saxophone. Leo Wright, alto saxophone. Richard Williams, trumpet. And Danny Richmond, drums. Teddy Charles is supposed to be with us, but he brought his boat and it's not here yet. I'd like to open with a composition we recorded for. Columbia Records is titled Shuffle Stop Boogie. Oh, it's based on old jazz form Boogie Woogie.
Dominguez. Dominguez. The Thomas Wolfe of American music. We heard the bulk of the performance at uh, Newport, Rhode Island, July 4th, 4th of July, 1959, with the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop. And we heard several compositions, all, of course, by Charles Mingus. Um, in the band, Leo Wright on alto saxophone and flute, Booker Irvin on tenor saxophone, Richard Williams on trumpet, Roland Hanna at the piano, Mingus, of course, on bass, and Danny Richmond on drums. And we heard first um, an introduction by Willis Conover, and then uh, uh, Charles Mingus spoke and introduced the first tune. Um, He introduced it as uh, Shuffle Stop Boogie, but it's actually called Boogie Stop Shuffle. Okay. (laughs) The second tune was a ballad dedicated to his girlfriend at the time, whose name was Diane, and that's what the ballad was called, Diane. And that featured, of course, some beautiful piano work by Roland Hanna. And the closing tune was uh, a thing that he wrote called, If Charlie Parker Were a Gunslinger, There'd Be a Whole Lot of Dead Copycats. That was his title for that. Uh, but it was shortened to Gunslinging Bird. The Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop, and uh, although that wasn't professionally recorded, the sound quality, um, considering all that, was not too bad. And, of course, uh, this is a rather legendary performance, never actually been issued on commercial records. July fourth, 1959, at Newport, Rhode Island. And as Mingus said, it was supposed to be uh, there was supposed to be one more member of the band, and that was uh, one of his best friends, uh, vibraphonist Teddy Charles. And Teddy didn't make it. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, was arriving by boat, and somehow that got. Uh, I think there was uh, some problem with uh, the weather, and uh, he didn't make the gig. So <laughs> apparently, Mingus was uh, uh, said. Um, that uh, they still wanted the money for uh, the uh, seven-piece band. But uh, <laughs> whether he got that or not from, uh, from George Ween, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that uh, session with Charles Mingus. We're going to turn now to uh, the music of Paul Desmond, who uh, just celebrated a birthday anniversary. Paul, of course, with his favorite, one of his favorite bands, it's the Canadian Quartet. Uh, the, um, this is Paul with all Canadian musicians. It was recorded at uh, Bourbon Street in Toronto, um, October of 1975, and uh, the delightful, beautiful alto saxophone work of Paul Desmond. Before we get into that, I'd just like to remind you that you are listening to CITR, FM 101.9, or for live streaming, citr.ca. This is The Jazz Show, and my name's Gavin Walker, and here is Paul Desmond on alto saxophone with Ed Bickert on guitar, Don Thompson on bass, who was actually responsible for recording this, and Jerry Fuller on drums, and of course that's Paul's Canadian Quartet. 
and um, we're going to hear a couple of the tunes. The first one is uh, a composition by Paul Desmond dedicated to Audrey Hepburn, who um, Paul was totally in love with Audrey Hepburn. They never met, unfortunately for Paul, and un- and unfortunately for Audrey too. Um, but she um, did remember um, that Paul had written her a tune, and uh, she made reference to that in one of her uh, biographies. She was quite flattered by this. So that's the first tune. It's called Audrey. And the second tune was written by Paul's friend Jerry Mulligan, and it's called Line for Lions. Paul Desmond. Thank you. 
Some music by the late, great Paul Desmond, one of the most beautiful voices of the alto saxophone and totally unique. Nobody sounds like Paul except Paul. Paul Desmond with his favorite Canadian quartet with Ed Bickert on guitar, who is originally from B.C. here, and, of course, Don Thompson, who's also from B.C., was born in um, Powell River, and Jerry Fuller, who was actually from British Columbia as well. And the three of them backed up Paul Desmond. And uh, all of this was recorded at Bourbon Street in Toronto in October 1975. We heard two tunes. The first tune was a Desmond composition dedicated to one of the loves of his life, unrequited, Audrey Hepburn, and the tune was called Audrey. And the second tune was written by his friend Jerry Mulligan called Line for Lions and dedicated, of course, to the great uh, Los Angeles promoter and disc jockey Jimmy Lyons. Paul Desmond, who celebrated a birthday anniversary just a couple of days ago, and uh, his sound is missed, but we do have lots of recordings. Speaking of Jerry Mulligan, one of my favorite pieces of music by Jerry Mulligan is by this particular edition of the quartet, which I think is one of his best. And that's the quartet with Jerry on baritone saxophone, Art Farmer on trumpet, Bill Crow on bass, and David Bailey on drums. And this is from a wonderful album on Columbia Records called What Is There to Say? And this particular tune was written by the trumpeter in the band, Art Farmer, and it's called Blueport, and it's one of the happiest and uh, most uplifting pieces of music. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
Jerry Mulligan on baritone saxophone, Art Farmer on trumpet, Bill Crow on bass, and David Bailey on drums, one of Mulligan's finest quartets. And this is from a Columbia album called What Is There to Say? And the tune we heard was written by Art Farmer, and it was entitled Blueport. And um, a lot of fun and uh, great interplay between uh, 
Jerry and, uh, and Art on that particular piece. Obviously, they were having a great time. And uh, this is from one of, in my opinion, one of the finest Mulligan albums ever. What is there to say? We're going to close the show this evening with a, a great group of classic musicians. Two wonderful tenor saxophonists, very different, although they all came from the same influence, and that's Lester Young, but they both had their own distinct personalities. I'm talking about Al Cohn and Dexter Gordon. So they're on tenor saxophones here. There's two wonderful trumpet players. One is no longer with us, and his name is Blue Mitchell. But there's another guy who lives in Fort Erie, Ontario, who is um, a Canadian citizen now, and he's one of the greats on trumpet, and he always sounds so good, Sam Noto. Incidentally, Sam has got a biography out too, which is uh, worth checking out. All you have to do is uh, um, Google his name, S-A-M-N-O-T-O, and uh, he has a biography, and it's available on Amazon. It's a great bio as well. Anyway, Sam Noto on trumpet, Barry Harris on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. And this is a classic tune by the great late Tad Dameron and a great tune for all these guys to play on and uh, close out our show this evening. So here is their version of Ladybird. Well, we'll get to it as soon as I hit the wrong button on the CD player. Ah, oh, happens. And uh, I'm going to hit the right button now. And it should take off.
Recorded in the mid-70s for uh, Xanadu Records. That was uh, a jam. Um, the tune, of course, was Lady Bird. Um, the original melody was played by the saxophones. And the counter melody uh, that was actually written by Miles Davis called Half Nelson was played over it. And, of course, that was all based on the same uh, set of uh, chord progressions that the musicians used to uh, to improvise on. Anyway, we heard um, in the order of appearance, Dexter Gordon was the first tenor saxophone soloist, followed by Sam Noto on trumpet, followed by Al Cohn on tenor saxophone, and he was followed by Blue Mitchell on trumpet. And then we heard Barry Harris on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and some exchanges with drummer Lewis Hayes. Anyway, that was an all-star crew uh, recording uh, that particular piece of music and closing this edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. We'd like to thank you very much for uh, being out there this evening, and hopefully you enjoyed some of the show, maybe all of it, and uh, we return next Monday evening, and of course it'll be December. Mmm, that's a significant month, isn't it? All right, Uh, we'll be back next Monday at 9 p.m., and of course we carry on until well after midnight. 
So this has been another edition of The Jazz Show. My name is Gavin Walker, and of course you're listening to CITR FM 101.9 or CITR.ca. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you uh, in seven days' time. Take care. Bye-bye.